two college radio DJs during the 90s, hosts Keith and Steve, helped expose bands like Nirvana, Pavement, and PJ Harvey. They went to shows, interviewed musicians, and reviewed albums from batteries to sign their pieces. They worked with charity at concerts and last year they voted into fish. Now, they're dad. Whether you want to explore lesser known music or take a trip down memory lane, tune in to new dad rock. Join host Keith and Steve as we navigate the ages together, sharing their love of music across various areas and genres. Always well intentioned, often well informed, seldom boring. The new dad rock will expand your mind. Welcome to the New Dad Rock. Hey Keith, and welcome listeners. As you may recall, we started this podcast back in May of 2020, relatively early in hindsight, um, in the pandemic, and at the height of COVID lockdowns. The beginning and the height are almost the same, actually. Or were. We, we didn't know that then. Maybe. But I don't want to get into a whole scientific, political, pseudoscience discussion what I just wanted to make reference to was that one of those very first episodes was about COVID live streams. And when you introduced me to a Ronzi Pazuzu. Right. That was the best COVID live stream. And I feel like at that point we don't need any more. But as 21 turned into 22, COVID live streams are back. Hey, man, I love the live streams. I mean, I think there was an OC's live stream. I think there was a Fax live stream. Live streams were good. Yeah, they were, they were good, and I appreciate the fact that I can lay in my bed or sit on my couch and watch a, sh- a show. Dude, actually, to be fair, because I have kids and I, you know, I can't go out late because I'm old and tired, but like, I actually had the really good time during 2020 with all the live streams and the DJ sets online. I mean, it was really good. I, I have gone to a couple concerts. I went to two in one night, and that was neat, but... I miss what was on live streams. See, I I agree and disagree with you at the same time. I think it was cool that you had <laughs> access to all of these different shows. So you did get to yes. see a bunch of shows you yes. otherwise might not have gone to. But at the yes. same time, being I've seen two live shows in, in 2021. I did uh, two weeks in a row, I think. But just being there, the first one I saw was Primus. And it was just so nice and warm to be back there and feel the setting and the music just enveloping you surrounding you not like on a screen that you're separated from you know your kids walk in the room while it's on like it's yeah i agree i agree and obviously 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 i i do think a lot of more young people are going to shows though so it's hard for me to imagine myself being there at midnight when a band goes on but anyway so there's a lot of good new year's eve shows that i thought were coming up and they didn't happen yeah, well, I think there was a pretty high-profile one with, you know, Fish every year. They play Madison Square Garden for New Year's Eve and roll it in and come in on a big flying banana or something. <laughs> I think it was a hot dog they came in on once. Um, but they couldn't do their show at Madison Square Garden, so they're like, ah, oh, what are we going to do? And they went to some other uh, venue in Pennsylvania and played their normal set, except in front of an empty room. Yeah, yeah. It was it was north of Lancaster, PA, at Rock uh, Lidditz Studio in Lidditz. It was called the Ninth Cube, which, by the way, has some crazy-ass background I'm not even go to. Remember in 2018 at their New Year's Eve show, or maybe it was the Halloween show, they played as a prog rock band from Scandinavia? It's all connected to that. So they have all this uh, faux mythology. 
that I don't understand. Okay, well, I tuned into some of the <laughs> New Year's show for Fish, and it was not any prog rock science fiction thing. It um, wasn't. It was a little weird, though, in that they're playing songs, and they almost seemed tentative, especially at the beginning of the set. And the banter in between songs was very awkward. Like, they would finish the song, and when you normally hear a crowd roar with applause and, you know, you feed off that energy, they're just kind of looking at each other like, hey, guys, we're you're playing a song. I noticed that, too, by the way. Is like, you're exactly right. Like, like normally the crowd would be cheering and they're tooting their instruments or they're resting, catching their breath, or, keep drink, or drinking some water, but they couldn't do that, so they'd have to say something. And it was like... People were live streaming one of my band's practices. <laughs> you know, we do yeah. a song, and then like maybe you do two songs in a row, and it's awesome, and you jam into one to the other. But then you take like a one to four minute break, which live is okay because there's uh, people cheering and blah blah blah. But yeah, on a live stream, that's not happening. Yeah. So I, I mean, there were a couple times they got into songs and really lost themselves. So it was cool. Um, but another one that was canceled, and it was. Uh, you got you got to be expecting this at this point. I talk about them almost every episode. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard <laughs> had live shows. They had a series of live shows the week before Christmas, and they had five consecutive nights. I think in Brisbane. Is it Brisbane or Brisbane, Australia? Do you know how to? Think? I'm going to say no. I don't know how to say it, but I'm going to say Brisbane. But I bet it's Brisbane. Okay. So anyway, five <laughs> nights in a row, they had theme sets, and so much time went into this that they set up Spotify playlists to let you know what they're going to play each night. Like they had an acoustic night, they had a jam night, they had a uh, microtonal night. Um, and the final night of the thing was, was the metal night. And because oh, wow. some people got COVID at, in, in the venue, they had to shut down the show and they had to cancel it. So metal night did not ever happen. And that was before Christmas. And then for New Year's, they were supposed to have this Timeland festival, mm -hmm. um, you know, out in the bush and play like, you know, <laughs> similar to fish, like six sets over, over oh, two sure, nights, sure. that sort of thing. And they had to cancel that. But over the last few days with all this COVID going around or over the last few weeks, I should say, you know, kind of laying low, staying in, isolating, that sort of thing. I've been spending a lot of time in my room. Isolating? Are you quarantining? Yeah, so after some COVID exposure over the holidays, I ended up isolating and watching a lot of TV in my room. <laughs> Dude, was it awesome? I mean, not the exposure, but the isolation. <laughs> I have to say, I, I'm one of the people that kind of liked staying home a lot more during uh, the initial COVID scare of, yeah, of 2020. You had a... You had a commute from hell. Yeah, so I, I, I was, I was, I was glad to be a little bit more of a homebody. I think after two hours, I was, I felt like a prisoner. Like I went outside, walked around my backyard by myself. You know, I, it was, I, it was like I was under surveillance. I didn't want to get in the car. Um. <laughs> Dude, your commute to work every day is an hour and a half each way. I, I don't see how you can feel like a prisoner after two hours. Right. No, they, that, that's why, because I'm used to traveling so much. Between that and my, my weekend skiing, oh, I'm see, used I to see. being out and about and constantly in motion. Yeah, so yeah. I was totally, totally cooped up on a cold, rainy, gray afternoon. Um, I bought my, brought my record player up into my room. I had you know another Bluetooth speaker in there. I started watching 
the season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia that I hadn't started. It was like I had my <laughs> I had my own room for the first time in 25 years. All right. So you're you're are you trapped in your room or are you protected in this room while you're in quarantine? <laughs> that that's the question, isn't it? I mean, everyone in my family is going around with a mask. We're all staying away from each other. Like we have meals in two separate rooms, like so we can spread out far enough. <laughs> Uh, like I had dinner with my daughter, my youngest daughter in one room and my wife and another daughter in the other room. And I think my third daughter was up in her other, her bedroom. It's, it's weird. All right. So wait, how was it having your own room? Like I said, it was like the first time in 25 years. So I'm listening to music. You mentioned that you brought your record player upstairs. What records did you bring up? So I had... <laughs> Well, you mentioned them before, Aronsi Pazuzu. I had two or three of their albums. I had a bunch of King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard albums. Uh, (laughs) An Iron Maiden, um, a Liars record. Just just a few that I brought up. Um, But I spent most of the time listening to live King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Man, I feel like King Gizzard is what Olivia Tremacol could have been. Yeah, if they had any sort of ability to finish an album. Remember they had those excellent albums. They had Dusk at Cubis Castle and uh, Black Foliage. Black Foliage, Animation Music. Yeah, those two came out and then their follow-up never really came. There was no follow-up. There was no follow-up. And then they broke into Circulatory System and Circulatory System had one album and then there was a long time before follow-up there. and I think it was a big collective like that. But they, King Gizzard and List Wizard, pull things together. They take a lot of different sounds. Each album is like a 40 minute set in a different motif, sort of. Genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for so sure. they did three albums with micro microtonal tunings. Um, their most recent album, they put out a couple albums in, in 2021. But as of, of this recording, <laughs> they, they could put two more out by the, by the time this goes to press. Um, was Butterfly <laughs> Butterfly 3000, and it was almost like synth pop for the first time ever. It still had their their voices and their kind of nuance, but at the same time, it's all in major keys and it's very sunny and and electronic, which is strange for them, but it makes sense because you're putting together music over quarantine, six disparate guys in six disparate locations trading files over the internet so it makes really sense. yeah really wait their last three why? albums they did that way is it because australia's locked down or because their six players live in different places in australia the former yeah, yeah. okay so yeah australia had a crazy lockdown i agree yeah they did initially so they they did two of their microtonal albums like that and their butterfly kg lw and then butterfly 3000 and in between, they played a, bu- a handful of live shows. Um, I mentioned the four they played yep. in December in Brisbane. They had a few more before that. They played uh, Melbourne and Sydney earlier in the year. Um, Wait, aren't they from Melbourne? They are from Melbourne. And okay, the yeah. beauty of the Giz is they share these files. <laughs> they put them out in the universe. And the Gizverse, as it's called. And oh, you can I, basically I take the file... That. You can take the file and press your own record. So they don't even have to handle the making or distribution of albums, and they just come out into the world. Like, 
we talked about Dude. the episode in Polygon Wonderland. How yeah, they open absolutely. That. Yep. They have a number of live recordings that they've done that for as well. I'd really like to hang out with these guys and like query their uh, political views for for you know an hour or so over beers. Well, I'm really curious. You don't really have to look too far to find their political views because they're pretty clear in the lyrics. Uh, Supreme Ascendancy (laughs) is um, deriding the rise of some right-wing action in Australia. They have some uh, a number of pro-environmental. Melting is about the world is melting down. Um, So it's it's pretty clear where they stand politically. Are they like ten years younger than us? I'm guessing by their first album. They're in almost twenty years younger than us. I know Stu McKenzie. Stu McKenzie, the main guy, was born. Whatever. Was born. Shut the fuck up. A couple months after I graduated high school. I don't want to. Okay, we're gonna delete this part, <laughs> dude. They're so good. I get it, man. Hey, how do you think about youth being like the actual like value? Like in ten years, they won't be as good. Uh, like people who discovered calculus, like Leibniz and Newton, they were young. I, like, I, what do you think? I think most of humanity and most of the world, mm-hmm. if you look at the output that was created by people between ages 20 and 40, or you could even bring it back 20 and 35, whether it's a work 30, of art, yeah. whether it's yeah. science, whether it's philosophy, yeah, man. math, totally. any of these things, music, I bet if you look at that, 20 to 40 range or 20 to even 35 range, it's going to outpace by far the outlier ages. So I should just stop trying? At this point, yeah. I mean, there's <laughs> there's very little hope for us here, which is why we're trying to talk about, look, we're trying to hold on to the youth and, and bring the dad rock into into the future and 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 i think maybe it is king gizzard and the lizard wizard the the future dude i i definitely think they are uh harbingers of harbingers 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 of the times i respect the creativity of this group um i gotta say it's interesting with my kids like they're 11 and 8 now about to be 12 and 9 and yep you're right they have it all and I have nothing. Well, what what they have is, you know, King Gizzard and Lizard Wizard and whoever comes beyond them. I think the Giz, one of the, th- one of the things I thought was interesting a couple albums ago, I think it was just 2019, which is like five albums mm-hmm. ago now. It was called Fishing, <laughs> Fishing for Fishies. And then yep. again, it was a in pro-environmental um, statement related generally ostensibly to overfishing. But yep. at the same time, are they fishing for the people who are into fish? It's a, the band fish. Yeah, it's an open question. They they've become a little bit more jam based. And in, in recent interviews, Stu McKenzie, their leader, has said that they want to get back into a little bit more of a free form structure. And Joey Walker, one of their other guitarists, has shown an admiration for people who are able to. Uh, Improvise, such such as Miles Davis or something Wait, along those okay. lines. Okay, hey, you just sent me a video. It was like a video. It wasn't a fake video. It was a real video of like two guys had a show, right. like we were here or something, and and it was a leaked version of their next album or something. Okay, so um, it's a good question go. as to what it was. It 
It's called Timeland. <laughs> so Timeland yeah. was their New Year's Eve, New Year's Day festival that was canceled oh. because of COVID. Part yeah. of the admission was the 2,000 people that were admitted were getting this record. So a record <laughs> okay. exists. It's called Timeland. Uh-huh. And um, it was two songs, one on each side, 15 minutes long. And the one I sent you was Smoke and Mirrors. Wait, but but who who's talking about it? Who are those two uh, VJs, video jockeys? Honestly, I don't even it? know. I skipped through that section because I just wanted to hear the song. I didn't really. Oh, oh, that's so funny. I thought that was us. I thought that's why you said it. <laughs> it did kind of remind me of us, but also what I are going to Polygon One Land episode. We listened to that. Uh-huh. We didn't talk yep. over it. These guys talked over the music, and it did bother. Yeah, me a that was bit. weird. Yeah. Yeah, that bothered They're me. They're like yeah. getting into oh, it. Oh, that's going, really doo, doo. cool. I'm, I'm like, I don't need to hear this. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. So, I hear you. Is it their next album? Open question. Uh, they're supposedly in demo form. The songs that are released on that vinyl. So maybe it's a, a, a precursor to an upcoming album. I'm sure. Yeah. Having only released two albums, two proper albums in in 2022, they've got at least three more for. Tw- for 2022 they only released two in 2021 that was a tongue twister <laughs> man they're slacking off he's getting old he's almost 30 i bet right I think he's 31 oh yeah he's done for <laughs> yeah so through through covid uh he had a an infant like a, a one-year-old baby girl at home put out three albums you know recorded remotely they're you know, at first when I heard of, of this band, I thought they were a bunch of drug addicts or speed freaks yep, or something. Yeah, that's what I thought too. You look yep. at them, they're clearly not. They are just touched and into the music. And it's their life. Yeah. It's their reason yeah. to the breathe. The talent we don't have. Yeah, the talent we don't have. I agree. Yeah. We, we've met a few of these people. I think uh, Eugene's one of them. So there's someone who's just always on. Right. It's very musical. I appreciate that. Um, I'm excited for the next album. I'm excited to see them live. They're playing all over the place next year. If you haven't seen them and haven't gone to a live show, you should go to a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard show. They're playing America all next year. Next year is also this year. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We've we've gone into 2022. (laughs) But it's only been like 20 hours, so I'm still confused. So... I mean, it, it's a. I think it's an open question as to whether whether these shows go off. I mean, are we headed back like a Mobius strip, or you know, like Nanagon Infinity wrapping itself around? <laughs> are we going back into quarantine? Are we going to be dealing with this again? Nah, you know what? People just don't care anymore. What happens is it's been so long. You're like, I'd rather take life over death, even if death follows from life. So I think we're gonna have the shows. I'm excited by the Omicron. Um, uh, vaccine that's happening now to everyone. Like I feel this is, this is how a virus becomes endemic. I don't know, Keith. Whether the shows <laughs> go on, they don't go on. Whatever happens, dear listener, you know that the new Dad Rock will be here for you. We are here. Everyone, stay safe, keep your love, and see you soon. We are the new Dad Rock. <laughs>